Hello, and welcome back to another week of Myths versus Facts. This week, I will be discussing more about what was happening during the Washington administration that you probably have never heard of before. Most people have received an education that subtly makes the point that the Democrats were the real Americans in the early years of our country and the Federalists were hangovers from British rule. Yet when researching history, it is clear there was a real problem within the Republican Democrats being led by French agents through the Jacobin movement. The Illuminati in America had a primary opponent. He was Jefferson, uh, excuse me, Reverend Jedediah Morris. He felt that the Democratic clubs were fleshed out by French immigrants who served the revolutionary government of France rather than being people who really wanted to be part of the American experience. We witness this very thing today with immigration. Just as the French government promoted the immigration of Jacobin agents into America, the Mexican government has been doing the same thing for years, only on a more mass scale. A perfect example happened recently with a new Marxist president of Mexico. He has stated that the Mexicans have a right to live in the United States without any concern for the border. Today, we see these immigrants being used to drive up the numbers of demonstrators against government policy. It was the same in our early years. For example, in the late 1700s, the street level pressure grew so bad that in the capital of Philadelphia, which was the U.S. capital at the time, there was a riot of 10,000 people looking for Washington to hang him. This was driven by outside agitators coming into the city, trying to make it look as if those living there were the only ones involved. Finally, the roads in and out of the city were blocked to prevent any more swelling of the numbers. This was at a time when the total population of Philadelphia was under 30,000. There's no way they had a third of the adult population in the streets riding for no other reason than to eliminate Washington. What finally quelled this public disturbance was a yellow fever epidemic. According to a letter written to Jefferson by John Adams after they had recounseled years later, Adams said that he felt the only thing that saved the government was the yellow fever epidemic. People then stayed home. They shuttered their windows and no one from out of town wanted to go near the place for fear of catching the disease. Interestingly, one person in particular that died of yellow fever was Franklin's grandson, Benjamin Franklin Bache, who was the owner and editor of the Aurora newspaper in Philadelphia. The Aurora was arguably the most vicious newspaper opponent of the Washington administration. Between the propaganda and the street level pressure, it became the perfect scenario for the government to propose and pass the Alien and Sedition Acts. These acts were designed to arrest aliens from France who were agents of the Jacobins and silence fake news, of which the Aurora was an integral part. In other words, the Alien and Sedition Acts were designed to reduce the agitation, espionage, and subversion of the Illuminist organizations. Shortly after the passage of the Alien and Sedition Acts in America, England also passed theirs called the Unlawful Societies Act of 1799. This act was aimed at the secret societies spawned by the Illuminati. At the time, 
Several illuminated lodges had been started by the Illuminati by people living in England such as Thomas Paine, Galliostro, Franz von Botter, and Xavier Twack. This, however, did not curtail revolutionary leaders from entering England years later. The Alien and Sedition Acts did cause many French agents to leave the country and return to France rather than to be imprisoned. While some criticized the Alien and Sedition Acts as being unconstitutional, others were in, in agreement with them. If Jefferson and Madison deemed the Alien and Sedition Acts plain and palpable infractions of the Constitution, Washington and Patrick Henry held them to be good and wholesome laws, according to the History of the United States by uh, Spencer. Now, it is realized that the Alien and Sedition Acts were not a solution to stopping the Jacobin movement. Instead, it just created a reaction among the people. Many people do not act, but they sure do react. The Acts provided the Jacobins with the idea that the Federalists were not true lovers of liberty and free speech. It went a long way toward the election of Jefferson as president. Unfortunately, two factors did quiet down, or rather, fortunately, two factors did die down the Jacobin agitation. First of all, the fountainhead for the internationalization of Jacobism, Robespierre in France, was executed. As this quelled the violence in France, it did as well in America. Since the impetus for importing Jacobinism to America was Robespierre, this curtailed the main organizational thrust of the movement in the United States. Second was the election of Thomas Jefferson. The radicals saw his election as the success of their movement, so they felt as though their job was done. Once Jefferson took office, he almost immediately softened his political positions and became practically a Federalist in his outlook. After all, you cannot be a revolutionary against yourself if you are the leader. Even so, Jefferson's tenure as president left a lot to be desired. In January 1809, a report of the legislature of Massachusetts depicted Jefferson's administration as follows. Our agriculture is discouraged, the fisheries abandoned, navigation forbidden, our commerce at home restrained, if not uh, annihilated, our commerce ab abroad cut off, our navy sold, dismantled, or degraded to the service of cutters or gunboats, the revenue extinguished, the cause of justice interrupted, the military power exalted above the civil, and by setting up a standard of political faith unknown to the Constitution, the nation is weakened by internal animosities and divisions. At the moment, it is unnecessary and improvidentially exposed to war with Great Britain, France, and Spain, according to the history of the United States of Spencer. It is obvious that the United States was unprepared for war with anyone due to the administration of Jefferson. A case can be made that the lack of keeping the mandate of the Constitution for a standing Navy under Jefferson finally led to the War of 1812. It is true that Jefferson made decisions which were then glorified in the Marine, hymn, uh, Marine Corps hymn, from the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli, the raid on Tripoli being the primary one, but it is also true that Jefferson, uh, Jefferson's administration did much to weaken the country. 
In addition, many don't realize that there was a widespread incidence of arrests without warrant by the Jefferson administration on his order. If you want to learn more about this, it's documented in my book. Civil libertarians would be shocked to learn of some of the violations of the Constitution by Jefferson. Let's end on the note that even though Jefferson went through different phases of his life, he changed even more in his retirement back to the great man that served an important role in the American Revolution. We will explore even more machinations that affected the country as we begin to look at one of the most important organizations in the history of the United States in future segments, Young America. But first, we'll look at the foundations of American education laid down by luminous forces next week.